everybody. That was a nice transition you have there. I'm glad that was on camera. Yeah, switching yeah. it over. Switching it over. Uh, this is episode number 91 of the Fresher and Parlance show. I am Parlance. And I am Fresher. 91! Yep. 91. 91 episodes. It's pretty pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Just doing the math here. And if you consider that each of our episodes is like about... Anyways, that's like f- some days. Some days. I just realized all my math was wrong, so I didn't want to actually say the numbers. <laughs> just that's times a lot it, of days. Times it by seven. Actually, times it by ten, because we missed the show, so we've probably been doing this for nine, 910 days. Oh, no, I was thinking of days continuous listening. What, is that? what does that mean? So if each episode is an hour... And like 20 minutes or something. That's like oh, you know, yeah. 80 minutes. So 80 times uh, 90? You know, 91 is like how many hours? I don't know. A lot. 7,200 or something? Something like that. I'm, I'm doing it. I got it in the, in the Googs here. Oh, no. They don't use X. They only use star. Oh, my goodness. 7,280 hours. Seven thousand two hundred and oh minutes, two days. That is five days. Five point oh five days. If you listen to all of our shows continuously, so please do that. If you're on a stranded island, I expect. Here's what I expect. I expect one of someone out there to say, "Hey, I'm going." What's like you know when they say, "What's your uh, what would you take on a stranded island with you?" You'd be like, "I'm going to take an entire catalog of the Fresher and Parland show." <laughs> If you want to have no, uh, if you want to have no like desire to live afterwards, like you want to just like ramp it down while you're on that island, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> just listen to five days of the Fresher Barnett show. <laughs> they would probably know our show better than we know our show. I know. I have not listened to all of them. I've experienced all of them in that I did it, but I have not listened to them. And uh, so, yeah, if you were to watch five hours of our show, I would definitely give you a five shiny... Days. Five, five days. days. Of our, even five hours. I'll give you a shiny nickel if you watch five hours of our a show. shiny nickel? Like, Where do you even get those? A shiny nickel? You go to the bank, you say, excuse me, miss, I would like change for a dime. Could you I think it should be personally shined. It needs to be like have the personal touch. Like dropped into like a vat of uh, baking soda and vinegar. No, where you lose a little like rag and you shine it. I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think it's shineable. Well, I mean, you just if then then your whole thing is like flawed if like you can't even shine them. No, I just go to the bank. I say, excuse me, miss, I would like a change for this dime. Could you please give me two shiny nickels? And then she gives me two brand new shiny nickels. And then I drop that in an envelope with your. I'm ad- pretty sure if you go to a bank and ask for change for a dime, they're not going to be amused. Why would it's not about being amused? It's about doing your damn job. So shut up and but give they, me your change. Yeah, I think that I think that should be the next offsite is <laughs> a video of you going into a bank and be like, "Hello, teller, I would like to exchange this dime for two shiny nickels." <laughs> <laughs> And see what their reaction is. Like the camera's going to be on you and then it'll pan to them and they're just going to be like, I can't do that unless you have another transaction. (laughs) 
And then I'll pull out another dime and I'll go make that four. It's, you have to do like the, the like, <laughs> and that is the nickel. <laughs> or the dime or whatever. Um, yeah, I had a pretty, pretty uneventful week. Um, but I know you uh, you had some uh, some excitement, didn't you? Or no? Did I? Uh, not really, but... I thought you went to some brew oh, fest or something. I did. Brew, I don't even know what it's called. I call it uh, Brew Days with a Z. But uh, yeah, I we walked from basically downtown to Ballard and went to like three breweries. It was a good... It was a sunny day that uh, Saturday uh, a- afternoon. So... That was it. Was a nice walk, and then um, I was really disappointed though because on that day, like my favorite band right now, Minden, had a show at the Sunset that I didn't know about because I guess I wasn't following them on Facebook. Well, and wait, I was wait, wait. in Ballard, hold, like this show was going on, oh, and wait, I've been wait, waiting wait, to wait. go to one of their shows here. Wait, wait, wait! You're going too fast. Who's your favorite band right now? Minden. How do you spell that? Uh, I spelled it wrong on the notes, but it's you know Minden. M-I-N-D-E-N. Minden Band? Yeah. Hmm. According to uh, according to Google, this band doesn't exist. Anyway, continue. Oh, wait. Oh, here they are. Hey, there's a lot of people in this band. Uh, I think it's just okay. like four or five or something. One, two, three. Uh, according to this, six. Oh, yeah, six. I mean, that's like four or five, kind of. That's Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, keep going. Continue. Sorry, I did. I want you know you, for you know you're pretty cool, yeah, Jeremy. Right. You know a lot I, you of bands. Cross over important details, basically. Yeah, exactly. We got to know what this the situation is with this band. So okay, you like Minden yeah, it's now? It's a band that I really like for like probably the last six ish months. And uh, and you're just bringing it up now. Way to like keep the the audience abreast of like what's hot. I in think music. that I brought it up before because I was torn during the hackathon. Wait. How long ago was that? I don't remember. I talked about the hackathon. It was a toss-up because I was going to go down to their show in Portland, but I didn't go because I went to the hackathon instead. Uh, I, so I sort of remember that, but you didn't say that they were your favorite band. I don't know. Yeah, I was pretty. I think I did because I was pretty bummed because I was, you know, didn't get to go. But so I've been looking for another show, but like I didn't even realize. And I, the, it's not the, just that they had a show; it's that I was literally like near that show, and I didn't find out about it until the next day. And like it would have been a pretty cool show at the sunset. Uh, that's uh, interesting that you don't even know where your favorite show is playing right down the street from you. It seems like you're not a big I know, fan at all. What I'm saying is disturbing about it. It is. Uh, there's many things disturbing about you, but that's probably the most disturbing. <laughs> disturbing about me? Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's... <laughs> yeah. When I, I mean, think you know, he's a pretty right? creepy guy. But the most disturbing <laughs> thing is. He didn't that even know his, his favorite band. band had a show, and he didn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> if that's like your most disturbing trait, yeah. Uh, never mind the eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you so you missed the show. Are you pissed off? Uh, I mean, I was pretty disappointed. I have tickets to another show though uh, with Graham. Graham got me tickets that. Uh, it's um, field music, which should be pretty cool. What does that mean? Some music uh, you listen just, to in you the know, field? The name of a band. Oh, oh, field music. Yeah, mm, that's an uninspired name. I mean, I think it's a cool name. 
No, we just got we got some tweets from from Graham. Speaking of, uh, new segment hashtag is it shinable? Is it shinable? I like that. I like a, I, By the way, field music still has nothing on my favorite made up band name of all time, which is Hearts for Tin Men. Seriously, Hearts for Tidbit. Hearts for Tin Men. Oh, Hearts for. T- That's your favorite made up band name. Absolutely, dude. Could you imagine the emo ness of that band, Hearts for Tim Men? I can't even imagine how many twelve-year-old girls would be like, "Oh my God, Hearts for Tim Men!" Oh, I don't know. Whoa, whoa! I got a face patch now. Whoa, yeah. That's what happens when you're disturbing. I know. Yeah. Hope, 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 hope. For all you people out there just listening on the podcast, I am. Messing with my digital eye patch to make it cover my whole face. It kind of you kind of look like Cyclops right now. You kind of look like uh, what's her face, Leela from. Uh... Oh yeah, Leela. I know. I haven't seen Futurama in a while. Either of I. So oh, anyway, I Broad City though. I didn't see this week's, which was yesterday episode number two. Um, did you see Deadpool? I haven't yet. I did see Deadpool over the weekend, and it was pretty good. I liked it. It was pretty gory, like uh. Some they were saying that uh, if I couldn't handle the um, the head shot in that movie, that I'm not going to be able to handle Deadpool. And like, yeah, there was some pretty gory stuff. I did have to close my eyes several times. <laughs> that was Leonard, I believe, in his his comments and email. He said that you would not be able to handle Deadpool, but so you had to close your eyes. Yes, there were some gross parts. Was it sort of like this kind of thing, like the way I used to watch nudity when I was a kid? No, because it wasn't like that. I was going to be surprised that it was gross. Or like some sort of scare shock. It was more just like brains everywhere and like direct shots of the head that are super graphic and like people's, you know, arms getting cut off and stuff like that. So this movie does live in the mutant X-Men universe. Would you say that this was your favorite X-Men movie ever made? No. Oh, oh, you're asking me. Yeah. Uh, No. What was your favorite X-Men movie? I don't know. I think I only saw like the first two so the first one i guess no i like the one where they uh the one with the girl version of wolverine where she has the fingernails i think that was the second one um that was a wolverine movie no i didn't see the wolverine movie the girl with the fingernails was a wolverine movie no it's the one where they're in the ice like lab thing or whatever yeah i think she's in several of them hmm I'm pretty sure you're thinking of the Wolverine movie. I didn't see the Wolverine movie. I'm saying you did, and you didn't even realize it. I mean, that's not completely impossible, but pretty sure. Anyways, I guess that one was probably my favorite. It's also um, the one where the um, Phoenix or whatever dies or whatever. Oh, that was, uh, was that? I don't even know. That might have been three. I'm not even I sure it anymore. It, here's the thing. I the generation or the one that's like the past i didn't see that one yet oh days of future past i like that one i also but um i actually like the kind of redux version with the young and the old character kind of getting together and uh i i like um i, I like the last two movies and now they have a new one coming out this summer i think it's apocalypse or age of the Apo- age of apocalypse i don't even know exactly what it's called but i really like that one as well that's cool I don't know, I have to watch them. I mean, I I enjoy them. They're not like my favorite, but the X Men stuff's cool. I liked the cartoon before. I watched that. The cartoon. Yeah. The the ninety the nineties cartoon. Yeah. 
the nineties cartoon is X Men. That's X Men. A lot of people would say X Men at its finest. It was pretty good. I, I used to watch that. But, um, uh, that was all that, the. That had a great theme song. Do you remember that theme song? Oh yeah, no, that was good. And it was like length. It wasn't too long. And then it ended with like Cyclops like blasting across the screen, and it would say X Men. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good cartoon. Um, I never actually have read very much X Men car- uh, comic books. I, I never, I've never really got read it. comic books. So ever, I think I've total comic books ever written by me, ever written by me. Written <laughs> is, is that uh, reading? I can't even know. Is that you? Did you write it? Did you read it? I don't even know. What I that know. Means. Right? Is a uh, like ten tops. And what were they? Uh, I had a Ren and Stimpy comic. I think that I read the whole Ghosts in the Shell, like, giant book comic thing. I guess that's more of a graphic novel. I don't know if there's a difference. And, well, uh, yeah, there is a difference, subtly. Yeah, but continue. Well, if you, counted, if you don't count graphic novels, maybe I've read, like... Oh, what about Archie? I used to Ar- read Archie. Dude, you, you bought it. We went, when we went to Tahoe, you bought an Archie comic yeah, and dude, read Archie's it. Cool. I used to read Archie all the time. You know, and then I had so many old Archies that I'd use them to hold it, like to level my shelves. Did you know that there's a um, a new Archie out that's supposed to be very, very good? Really? No, I did yeah. not. I would yeah, check like, it out. It's a brand new Archie. Apparently, it's updated, and it's it's uh, it's I I I two chicks les out. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, uh, we should ask Leonard that question, Leonard. If you listen <laughs> to the show, does Veronica and Betty? Do they les out? You should That's quote what that. Les out. Quote me yeah. on it. Yeah, quote, <laughs> quote Fresher on that. Uh, so anyway, uh, so you um, you did the brewery stuff. What was the brewery thing combined? What did you do? You just go to a brewery and then you drink? So I guess they had like special beers that were only... It's kind of like Record Store Day where they have like exclusive things for that day with like breweries that are partic- participating. And then they also did tours of like the brewing facilities, but um, it didn't. I think we we went kind of late, so like we didn't really get any of like the special stuff. But it was just like a day to go out, and it was like a awesome day for walking. And then we had like some beers and whatever, so it was pretty awesome. It sounds really cool. Uh, so in terms of like, I know the record store day, they have a lot of special stuff that like grows in value and are very sought after. So are these beers bottled that you take home and then become collectible? Uh, I don't think, I don't think there's collectible beers cause they don't like last forever, but they were definitely special beers. And then they had like special giveaway things. Like I think stickers or like cups or something, but we were too late. Like I was saying, like we didn't get to breweries until like two or something. And it only went till five, like the special time. Got it. It's weird because I think people do collect beers pressure. Like I really? see, yeah, it's I see. Not, it's not like wine where they age or something. No, I think they do limited runs. So occasionally, and I, it's not often, but I have a, a, a actually a Brian from the Prodigal Sons podcast. Occasionally, will post a beer that he's drinking on maybe through some app or something, or it'll be a photo, and it'll be like, "I'm drinking this one year special production, you know, chocolate oatmeal, you know, punch in the face stout from this limited brewery." It's it was brewed five years ago and I'm drinking it now. Yummy. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I see that occasionally. So I think people do actually do that. I don't think it get. I don't know if it gets better with age. I don't think it does. But people do apparently save or savor or 
hold off on consuming limited edition beers. Yeah, I just I just searched it too and like someone said, just curious, I'm uh thinking I've referenced this or well anyways. It says like a, tri a trip to eBay will answer your question. There's plenty of full beer containers being sold that are obviously not intended for drinking. Ah, uh, interesting. So people okay. buy them not even to drink. I did not know that. So uh, we're learning something new every day here. Uh, personally, for me, uh, I am a collector of beer in the sense that I, I beer is either given to me or I buy beer and it sits in my refrigerator for years. I know. Yeah, you still got my beer. I don't know if we talked about it on here. Uh, no, you bought. You came to my Super Bowl party. I believe it was in two thousand two. Or no, it was, it was before the, we got to the Super Bowl. It was. It wasn't yeah, two thousand two. No, it was two thousand. I was joking. It was two thousand, uh, maybe two thousand nine, maybe two thousand ten. Yeah. And uh, you brought blueberry stout over. And you came over recently and consumed said blueberry stout because it was still I know, in my refrigerator. I still have like two left or something. So um, anyway, yeah, and it's not because I don't I like, that like. I have a placeholder in your fridge, you know. Yeah, it's, and like it's a... not that I. I like beer. That's the thing. I like beer, but I just rarely find myself wanting to drink a beer after work. I would rather a glass of wine. How hoity-toity are some hard a. Hard ass. Hard ass. Yes, I mean. Wine and a hard ass go together pretty well. Yeah, pretty much. Beer and soft belly goes together as well. <laughs> Some people are into that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I just so like I said, I didn't I didn't really do anything this weekend, uh, but I did catch up on some TV. Watched a little Daredevil. Um, watched a little uh, what was it? The, oh man, I can't even remember. It doesn't matter. I watched a whole bunch of TV um, while I was killing time during the weekend. And uh, but I, you know, what I just got done watching was the Republican debate. Oh yeah, you were mentioning that. And this time, unlike last time, I didn't take like a break to just you know go on because this this debate, my friend, was entertaining. Holy smokes! Really? Yeah. I mean, um, aren't they all ridiculous? Like, what's entertaining about it? So this one, so you know, like it used to be like 13, 17 people on the stage or whatever. Like it was a lot of people running for the, like it was ten, and now it's down to five. Yeah, and they and they set up a rule so that if you're personally attacked, like or just attacked in general, yeah, um, you have a chance to respond. Well, this is like the right first, away. Yeah, like immediately following the attack. So, like if I say, "Fresher, you're a liar." In 1985, you voted to blah 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 blah. Even though it wasn't the if I called you a liar, you would immediately get to respond post that comment because you were personally called out. Well, that seems just, way like poorly designed it's so poorly designed because rubio and ted cruz did nothing but attack trump and trump yeah. did nothing but attack rubio and cruz that they just went back and forth over and over and over and over and over again and uh ben carson and um, john Kosick or Kasich or whatever they were the they were the other people on the ends they rarely yeah. got to speak because essentially what happened was Someone would ask a question. That person would uh, say something that attacked Trump. Trump would then get respond respond back to that criticism, but in doing so, attack someone like Cruz, which that means allows Cruz to like say something, which Cruz would then say something and then attack Rubio. Would go back and then Rubio would get to respond back and attack Trump. And Trump would, it was just like this nonstop. I got attacked, so I got to respond because yeah, it was. So I feel like that's totally like when you just like put 
top click links at the top of a page or something. And of course, people are more people are going to click it, and no one ever sees anything else. And and you could see after the debate because Kasich and uh, Ben Carson really didn't get the same thing. Um, that they were just infuriated. So much Ben Carson, who, by the way, is like, frankly, th- for, the, for the first time, I could understand why he seemed like when he was asked the question, he literally just woke up from sleep because he's always like, whoa, yeah. This time, there were periods, 10, 20 minutes, where he didn't say a word. And the what? Like, 20 yeah. minutes? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Didn't they, they didn't like go through and give each person a chance or something? The, 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 they were trying to, but the, 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 like I said, the countering was so like powerful. Like the rules of the debate allow for a comeback that, that the agreed upon rules, apparently in this debate, in the agreed upon rules, you were allowed to retort if you were personally attacked or criticized that it, it just allowed for Ben Carson and John Kasich to never really get to say anything. I mean, they got to say their opening statements. They did eventually, they did get some questions directed to them, but there was like three questions in like that were like three questions that were asked of everyone except Ben Carson. So yeah. when Ben Carson was finally asked a question, he's like, I'm pretty pissed off here. You didn't ask me about this thing, this thing, or this thing. So I'm gonna tell you my answer for this thing, this thing, and this thing, and then I'm gonna tell you the answer about the thing that I that you're asking me about. It was just kind of Did like they let ridiculous. Him well, yeah, and the halfway through him explaining the same thing, you're beep, beep, like, because it's like their time is up. But, like, it was, it was, dude, the, Rubio and uh, Cruz freaking pounded Trump. They pounded really? him. Oh, my God. Did he even care? Uh, he definitely cared. And you can see a little bit, he was getting a little riled up. But, uh, and Trump was fighting back, but it, it was no match. Dude, one thing <laughs> I learned, one thing I learned, book it. Rubio's ears are, they're Vulcan. He has Vulcan ears. <laughs> I never Is noticed Canada. No, that's Cruz. Uh, uh, that's Cruz. Rubio's ears, and I'm telling everyone on this listen to Google a search of Marco Rubio. No joke. And look at his ears. Is he basically an elf? He is an elf, and I said I I actually said this uh, to my wife. I was like, you know what? If Rubio ma- makes this, I might just have to. I might have to vote elf. I might have to vote elf. <laughs> You mean over the Democratic uh, candidate? Well, it has to come out that he's actually elf. Oh, if he was an actual elf. Yeah, if he was actually If that was an actual thing. Oh my god, it's funny. I just literally typed in Marco Rubio elf and up came an article from 2013 that says Marco Marco Rubio looks like a Latino elf on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. He looks like an elf. His ears are like big and they're I mean, the internet, at the like, top. Yeah. Totally yeah. proves your point. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I'm here's the thing. Trump, like, I feel like tr- if if Trump can win a majority of the states on Super Tuesday, which is this Tuesday, and yeah. get a big bunch of delegates after this performance. Yeah. Because I didn't think he did well at all. You don't um, think he did well? No, I don't. I think he did terribly. I mean, because he's been like super winning, I hear, anyways. Like, it's like surprising that they're even still fighting or whatever. Well, they have to fight. This is their last stand kind of thing. This is, you know, Super Tuesday is a uh, 11. Is that this coming Tuesday? Yeah, 11 states vote this Tuesday. And if if he pulls off like and wins where he's projected to win in all of these states, he could pull out to like 
almost like a 300 delegate lead. Yeah. And it'll almost be too late to like to take him down. So this Wasn't kind of he going like, to run independent even if he doesn't get the... No, he said he won't do that. He said he won't do that. I mean, he said it at the beginning. Yeah, I, I mean, all I know is, this is, my, this is what I'm saying. I'm not going to... I think he's probably going to win the nomination if he, if he pulls off some sort of Super Tuesday kind of, you know, runaway victory. And yeah. um, it's looking that way, and uh, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. It's 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 very curious because he's he's very light on policy, and uh, it's it's he makes Marco Rubio like look good, and Marco Ru- they're all terrible, and like that's how good that's how terrible Trump is is he makes Marco Rubio <laughs> seem sane. Yeah. Yeah. Ted Cruz, by the way, is ridiculous. If Ted Cruz were to win, I, I, seriously, oh my God, he's the worst. Canada? I, no, because he, I think de facto, does that make him leader of Canada too, if he gets president? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, he, uh, Ted Cruz is the worst. So it's either it's Rubio or nothing. That would be my preference. I don't like any of them, but if I had to pick one at this point. Yeah. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I haven't really tracked it that much. Any I've, of the stuff. I'm addicted. Even though I'm that's addicted. literally like our job. I, well, no, it's like I'm personally addicted. Like I go to bed at night sometimes reading politics. Like, really? Art- hmm. Yeah. I'm like totally all, I'm all in on the election right now. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's fascinating stuff. It's fascinating stuff. It is crazy. Crazy fascinating. And also, also Trump has this permanent like scout. I can't even do it. Oh yeah, his scowl. Yeah, it's like, I know. Come- I mean, he just looks weird. I like how all of when they like on Saturday Night Live or any sort of depiction of him, like the, under his eyes are all super white, like a reverse raccoon. <laughs> it's gonna be. We're gonna be making a, America great again. He's a liar. He's a liar. That's like all he <laughs> does. All he says. Um. Anyway, I'm kind of disappointed that Jeb isn't in it anymore. And the reason why Jeb isn't in it is because Trump destroyed him. He's also he was also every single thing his every policy he was like um, like for or I should say everything that like he thought was like going to be the hot button issue wasn't. And I can't be specific because I don't remember. But effectively, he was like there was never a more mistimed candidacy for president than Jeb Bush twenty sixteen. <laughs> I know, yeah, but it, it was, was just I like it. it was funny all the depictions of how like. He was clueless and like kind of like too nice or whatever. I just also like how about his the his um his, his like posters were Jeb with a lowercase J and an exclamation point. Yes, it was like it was kind of it was kind of like a talk show. It almost looked like a talk show um like logo. Like I was watching Ellen. That, uh, that thing with the email, the email exchange with his designer for picking the brand. And like he went back and forth, like no, I kind of maybe take the capital out. And then like this, the one that they he picked was actually like kind of a joke example. Like he uh, he shot down all this like better stuff. He's like, is no, this I like true? it. I asked is my wife. She said it's good or whatever. I don't know something like that. Is that true? I mean, it, apparently it was a real email exchange thing. You should look it up. That's funny. That's funny. That's he funny. did. I, I think he had the most memorable. And and but least effective logo. Yeah, I could, that's I think that's a thing. 
So um, anyway, I'm going to see a play this weekend, Fresher. You're going to see a play? What? Uh, yeah, it's called Constellations. It's actually it's last week. So um, in New York, this was the, this play was running. It was a very limited engagement, and it was starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And tickets were like a grand. So like yeah. when we were out there, we thought maybe we should go see it because it was playing at the same time or whatever. Um, but we're like a thousand dollars. No, thank you. Well, you could now we can now see it in Seattle, starring nobody for fifty five dollars a ticket, which is a much better deal in my opinion. Um, but the, the here's what the the vignette is, and I think maybe you would probably be. But Saturday's its last day. It says, "Can one word alter the course of your life?" Question mark. So we're a dizzying fugue. I like that word fugue. Of vignette. What does that even mean? Uh, dizzying fugue. I think I don't know. It's a good question. Fugue. Is it like Fugue a me. feud, but with like, no, it's like a, internet versus intranet? It says a, it's a period, a state or period of loss of awareness of one's identity, often coupled with flight from one's usual environment associated with certain forms of hysteria and epilepsy. Yeah. Huh. So, huh. so anyway, uh, so uh, where was I? I was reading that. Oh, yeah. Through a dizzying fugue of vignettes, audiences watch as Mariana and Roland's relationship unfolds across time and space, with each variation sending their relationship into an entirely new trajectory. Science and romance collide in this unusual love story that's delighted audience in New York and London. Interesting. Where are you going to go see it? At the Seattle Repertory Theater. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Circus on Showtime? Nope. What is Circus on Showtime? Uh, It is apparently Diane just suggested it for you to watch for uh, it's a thing about the elections. Oh, Circus? Oh, no, no, no. Wait, it's a thing on Showtime? No, wait, wait. Is this a, um, a documentary narrated by Kevin Spacey? Apparently, I mean, I just looked it up, and it's like inside the great political show on Earth. Fascinating. It's like about the election. And by Diane, do you mean my mother? Uh, yes, I do mean your mother. <laughs> <laughs> but you better. That must mean she's watching right now. So, do you have any uh, mom jokes you want to throw out? Because I'm sure they I don't be know. Really, uh, it would be really appropriate right now. I mean, it's it's got to be just like. Your mom, you know? So it has to be something that you say. And then I would say, <laughs> like your mom. So I'll look for good ones. I'll look for good ones. So how about this one? Man, it sounds like I really need to watch that show, The Circus. Uh, like your mom. Oh, that seems so set up. Ah. Your mom's a circus. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. So, um, so anyway, uh, so... Let's get on to the news of the week. I don't think we have too many actual news stories this week, but one of the biggest things that I know personally affected me is that Facebook now has reaction buttons. I know. I don't know how I feel about it. Man, Facebook, they're always changing. It was perfect before. Why the heck are changing? <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I like the new um, – I kind of like it. Um, as a matter of fact, I may go into Facebook right now and put an emoticon or whatever. What are they called? Reactions? I guess so. I mean, I, I think it was pretty good execution on, like, the UI of it. So they have the little icons with the, like, overlapped colors of which one it is. And it kind of, like, 
it supersedes the whole idea that to have a dislike button because there's like a sad face and an angry face. And so like people can react more, but it's not like not dislike, which was controversial. Yeah, you're never going to get a dislike. You can't get a dislike. But this basically like fills the space of a dislike. I guess, but it's not really dislike. It's kind of like angry kind of thing. It is. I mean, that's exactly uh, what I'm going to hear if you do one of those on my posts. I'm going to hear a parlance. (laughs) (laughs) They should allow for uh, uh, sound to be played when someone does something on your your page. Like, (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) that means I'm taking, by the way, that sound right there wasn't angry. That was, I'm taking a shit on your post. (laughs) (laughs) What are the other options? Let me see on here. Oh yeah, there's love. There's ha ha. There's wow, there's sad, and there's angry. Those are all of the new Facebook uh, reaction options here. Um, Apparently, it doesn't work on mobile, though. I guess I haven't tried it, but... So, you know what's interesting? Um, And I can't imagine that this is actually true. But I... So, I'm on my page, and I I just typed in the Fresher and Parland show into the... um, into like the Facebook like search bar, yeah. And ours comes up and it says the Fresher and Parland show, and it says six thousand one hundred and twenty-three people talking about this. What it says it? Yeah, try it. Go onto Facebook on your like onto your feed or whatever, and then start typing in the Fresher and Parland show. And underneath it, it says six thousand one hundred and twenty-three people talking about this. I'm checking it out. Fresher, yeah, it does say that. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that's the case, because we still only have uh, eighty-six likes for anyone that like go and like our page on Facebook, because we need a hundred to get the extra metrics. So wait, how do you get the image to come across? I can't get it to work. Which image? Look, oh, there it goes. I'm gonna put a wow on our image right now. I just put a love. Um. So that's fascinating. Um. That it says we have six thousand, some thousand, two hundred people, whatever, listening to us. I'm gonna try. I wonder how that I'll even. Just, I'll just take their word for it and believe it, and feel extra special. I wonder what causes them to like do that. Like what the hard they... facts? That's what causes them to do that because that's happening right now. Interesting. So, <laughs> uh, so what do you think? You like it or you don't like it? I find it. Uh, I just found it. To... It's all right. I guess I, I like it. I don't have it on my mobile app yet, so I, can I know only... I don't think that it is on the mobile app yet. It's a tiered release. So interesting, interesting. In uh, other non-Facebook news, I read an article this week that uh, there's a guy who changed his name to Double Bacon Cheeseburger in Australia. Um, I wanted to have so that what, burger. Oh, so London. What, it was in London. So, what is is his first name? Double Bacon, and his last name Cheeseburger, or is his first name Double, second name Bacon, last name Cheeseburger? I don't know. It says thirty-three-year-old London resident. Oh, Simon Smith was his name. Has legally changed his name to Double Bacon Cheeseburger after eating a Double Bacon Cheeseburger so delicious he felt that he should honor it personally. I would have gone with a tattoo, but that's not, but that's just me. 
Wait, are you reading the article or are you expressing your opinion right now? You would have gone. I with was the reading the article, but that is true. I would have also gone with the tattoo rather than the name change. <laughs> uh, Bacon Double Cheese. Well, first off, Simon Smith, terrible name. Terrible name. Simon Smith. Simon Smith, SS? Yeah, SS. Maybe that's what he should have changed his name. That should have been his tattoo SS Cheeseburger. And it could have S- been a ship. Yeah, that. SS Bacon <laughs> Cheeseburger? SS Double Bacon yeah. Cheeseburger? <laughs> That's what I want to name my boat if I ever get one. How, co- how about SSDB Cheeseburger? SSDB Cheese? Cheeseburger. SS Dub Cheeseburger. But that was a, that's a thing that I read and I thought maybe people might enjoy. <laughs> uh, I, I personally think if I had to choose, if you had to choose a name, you should have came prepared because now I'm going to throw out a question for you. I know, it's pretty you, good. If you had to name yourself after a type of food, what would you name? Ooh, food. I didn't see that part coming. Uh, maybe um, fresh fruit. So your first name would be fresh and your last name would be fruit? Yeah. That's not bad. Fresh fruit? Yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Hmm. I, and then when I sign things, I just draw a picture. A little fruit bowl. Or just fruit bowl. <laughs> Fruit ball. No, dude, fruit ball is pretty good too. Doc, you don't want to be known as fruit. You don't want to be. Fruit? You know, yeah. Yeah. fruit. <laughs> Yo, f dog. Uh, by the way, every every name we choose right now, that's going to be the next iteration of this show. It's going to be fruit and whatever. Let's see. What do I want to name uh, myself? Fruit. Yeah, you got to pick one. Let's see. I, I'm trying to think of food that I love. Um, Gingerbread. I love. I like tater tots. Tot? Tot? Tater tots? Hot tots? Uh, no. Yeah, t- uh, tater McTot? You gotta throw a <laughs> Mick in there. How about fried food? Just fried food? That's too broad. For, why, why not? My first name is fried. Last name food. Yeah. All right, maybe fine, fish fine. Chips. How about uh, fish and chips? Fish and <laughs> fish and fish. And, and was the middle and, name. N. No, N is the middle name. Fish and oh, fish. Fish in chips. The apostrophe? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. But you came up with it, so I can't take credit for it. <laughs> These are all they're not something even to come up with. They're just food names. Well, I'm just trying not to even like creative. It's well like bacon double cheeseburger or whatever is creative. That's, that's extremely creative. creative. How is that creative? There was a guy in America who named changed his name to Trout Fishing in America. That's, that's way more creative. Good. Yeah. Mr. In America. Right. In and America. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that one. I do love pickles. How about cucumber to pickles? Pickle McGee. Pickled cucumbers. Pickle McGee. <laughs> <laughs> How about parlance pickles? That, that uh, actually... Parlance pepper pickles. That, <laughs> pepper pickles just sounds like a product you get at a grocery store. Yeah, that's you could be at a grocery store. That's true. Man, we are meandering. We're just filling time right now, my I know, friends. Time, time suck. Time suck. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, so, by the way, folks, if you want to be named after a piece of food, why don't you reach out to us on YouTube, on Facebook, or on Twitter, at Fresh and Par, and let us know what's the name of Or if you think I should be named something, <laughs> let me know. I know someone's going to be like uh, pineapple ham or something like that. Oh, 
Speaking of names that you should uh, have as f- for you or whatever, have a good joke that I heard this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So uh, what is brown and sticky? Um, a chocolate bar that is warmed up. No. A stick. Because <laughs> it's sticky? That's I get it. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> what I was looking for, and while I didn't say, I was looking for this. <laughs> no <it's... laughs> I got um, that joke, uh, like, thanks to Alexa from the Amazon Echo. Pretty yeah. Alexa, I feel like, says the same jokes over and over again. What are some other Alexa jokes? Because that one's great. I'm using it a lot. From here on out. I don't know. I don't know. I've already said it like to five people today. I forget. It's like where does uh where's a where does a polar bear go to deposit money? The bank? The snow bank. Oh yeah, I got that now. That's pretty good. Uh, but anyway, uh so speaking of animals and not going to the bank. Uh, SeaWorld employees were... Did you see this? SeaWorld employees were um, working undercover as uh, fake PETA protesters during all that situation <laughs> that was happening with the whales and stuff, like the orcas. Yeah, crazy. So this is this is my... This is what I was thinking about when I was kind of reading this story. They, it's like, SeaWorld admits it's in the Orlando Sentinel. SeaWorld admits employees posed as animal activists to spy on critics. So here's my question. So if you assume like like top level spies are like, you know, in the CIA and the NSA, right? Up there, way up on the top, like way, way up top. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm a secret agent. Yeah. So how far have you had to have fallen that you actually are now a SeaWorld employee infiltrating secret agent? <laughs> secret, agent. Oh, we're a secret organization. Like, oh yeah? <laughs> You might know it's called SeaWorld. <laughs> <laughs> like, so my question is, is do they, I'm wondering if this was just like some retired, um, like a retired like FBI agent or CIA agent who was just like, like needed some extra money or something. And he was just like, I don't oh, think, so I think you need to fit the profile though. I don't know if those like people would be PETA people. So you think you have to be like a dirty hippie spy? Yeah, pretty much, probably, or whatever their stereotype is. The only I thing think... that I ever see about it is like those chicks who are topless or whatever. Isn't that like their thing? What? I don't think that's yeah. their. They're trying to release animals, not their boobs, dude. No, I know, but that's like their marketing. What's their marketing? It's like topless chicks. I really don't think that's their marketing. You don't is think so? The... I don't honestly. I don't know, but that doesn't sound like. I don't think it is. That's all I know about it. What is it? So, what was the context of of uh, women having their breasts exposed? Oh, you try to make it like yeah. Well, I don't know. Like just okay. Yeah, dude, look up PETA on the thing, and it's just like a naked chick where it says "True Beauty is cruelty free." It's like a, just a naked chick with stuff written on her, or like all animals have the same parts. And then it's a naked chick that has, like, her body, like, with parts drawn, like, you know, like a cut of meat or whatever. 
Or like First there's off, this other one wait, with wait, like wait, a naked wait, dude and a naked chick with another naked dude. And it says, like, PETA, if I can dream. Like, that's totally their marketing. First off, I'm looking at these people and I don't believe that they support PETA. Secondly, I know, I'm not saying that they do. I'm just saying that's but No, their... but also, there's no boobs out here. Everything's covered. Well, yeah, that's not the point. It's like skin or whatever. It's like, they're still naked. That's like, they're they're clearly just doing marketing of naked people to, to like, promote it. This one says, I'd rather dance na- naked than wear fur. I know what I'm yeah. getting out for Christmas. So I mean, like, like it's definitely their marketing strategy. Fascinating. Did I don't you know. not know that? I mean, that's like I, the only thing that I knew about PETA. Here's the thing: I've never once seen a PETA ad ever anywhere. Huh. So, so I've just learned something new. Just like you learned that there's a collectible beer market, I just learned <laughs> that PETA uses that PETA just like tries to use sex to sell its ideas. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so anyway, yeah, I guess, so, so where do you think they get these spies from? Where do you think they get them from? I don't know, the spy store? Walmart? Spice. Walmart Greeters? <laughs> it'd be, um, this, I wonder how good of a spy being a Walmart greeter would be. Uh, if, if your sole purpose was to find people buying... Um, Things from at ridiculously low, low prices and inappropriately fitting, ill-fitting clothing. <laughs> then yeah, you probably be an excellent spy. Solved. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that show I haven't seen yet. Um, Superstore or whatever, or Cloud Nine or something. You mean Superstore? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Just renewed for a second season. Apparently, it's a hit. Did you watch it? I saw one episode of it. How? What did you think? It was not enough of an episode for me to go back and watch it again. Interesting. I keep forgetting that I want to watch that, though. I have it recorded on my DVR. I just haven't got around to it. So um, speaking of of getting around to something, a mysterious radio burst was pinpointed in a distant galaxy today, Fresher. Did you know that? That is exciting. I just heard from you. I hadn't heard in anything else, but I kind of read this, but it was... TLDR, so like... Well, it's freaking nature, so of course it's CLDR. Uh, for the first time, <laughs> astronomers have traced their enigmatic... In, how do you say that? Enigmatic burst of radio waves to its source. So apparently, we, I didn't even know this, is that we've seen little bursts of radiation happen in the past, but it usually... It, it happened, like, it happened, and then we were analyzing the data, and then we were able to say, oh, look, there was one, but we were never able to see where it happened. At the in its real in real time, but with the advancements in data collection and uh, I guess radio telescopes, analysis, or whatever, yeah, yeah, they were able to the thing happened really fast, but they were able to catch it and then identify where it came from at the exact same time, pretty much. That's cool. But I didn't know this. Did you know that there was other times where we saw blasts of radio come through? Uh, I mean, I know that that's like they've found a lot of things that they thought were aliens and then just found out there are other natural phenomena. Like, it was a huge thing when they first found out about pulsars. They thought that those were aliens. Yeah, what year was that? I don't know, like the 70s or something, probably? Interesting. Well, that's but, uh, that pretty much does it for the news. That's all I had this week. I didn't really have that much. No, I had, like, read an article that um, I thought was... In- oh, no, sneezy. Oh, good sneeze. Oh, mute yourself. 
No, I'm doing it. I'm doing the live. <laughs> no, I got, I got it. I got over it. But um, that uh, some animals actually have like uh magnetic sensors inside their eyes. So like, they literally like one of the colors that they could see basically would be magnetic fields, which is pretty amazing. Like I always thought that I knew that animals like use the magnetic field of the earth to navigate and all that or whatever. But I never thought that it was actually in their eyes. So like what they see is it's not just like a feeling. It's like part of their vision. That's pretty crazy. So what, so what does that mean? Uh, explain to me if I were to look out in the horizon and I was seeing magnetic colors or whatever, the magnetic field, what would it look like and where would it be pointing me to? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like we don't have that in our eyes. So you can't, it's like, a color of a spectrum that we can't see, like you can't explain because we can't see that spectrum. Like there's lots of other colors. We just, they're not colors because we can't see them. Right. Cause it's the visible spectrum, not the totality. When they say what's in the visible spectrum, it just means we can see it. So you're saying there's other colors out there. Wouldn't it be neat if we could see other colors? I know, but, but they can. And it's like a whole nother like thing because like, cause they're seeing magnetic colors or whatever. I no. never even, I mean, I, I just didn't associate it with vision. I associate it with a different sense, but apparently it's part of their vision. So do you think, you know, they always say, oh, well, the animals knew something bad was coming and they started running in the other direction, like with earthquakes and tidal waves and all that stuff. Do you think this potentially could be part of it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Fascinating. I mean, Fascinating. more so than, I mean, I don't know if it would be like a direct correlation, if there'd be some sort of magnetic disturbance that from that, but like, it's more than just, I always just thought it's a feeling, but it's like different than a feeling because it's like their eyes. Right. It's interesting because I know like uh, salmon, you know, because salmon go, they start in a, in the rivers and then they go into the ocean and they swim around for like two years, one year, two years, three years, four years, whatever. And then they come back to their home river and the, the and how they do that. It's, it's kind of still like a pretty much like, I think an unknown. But they somehow know the water, like the way the water is in the river of their home river. That's somehow like, I don't know if it's like in their deep, like, I don't understand how it's possible, but they just somehow know what river to go into. I know and that is people, crazy. And some people also, speculate. Uh, the, they have the thing with catfish where catfish supposedly predict earthquakes and a bunch of stuff. Like they've actually tested that a bunch and they do have some sort of more activity when they, uh, when there's earthquakes going to happen. Pre-earthquake with catfish. They should make a... This would be a really bad movie. You know that movie Minority Report? Yeah. Where they have like three people in a tank telling the future. If it was instead just three catfish in a tank. (laughs) Or if they did some sort of crossover with catfishing people on the internet, but then have it be like something like Minority Report also. (laughs) Jolly, the catfish are moving around. Yeah, but it'd be some sort of like thing where you call the you call those people catfish because they have this extra sense, but it's like, you know, we have an extra sense like catfish. <laughs> <laughs> I should write a that script. Would be, that might be the worst superpower ever. I have the, uh, your lone superpower is the ability to detect early detect earthquakes, much like a catfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's you just got terrible. catfish. Um, <laughs> Well, I think that about does it for this part of the show. I don't know how we managed to fill up 53 minutes of time on that content, but we did. 
Just um, junk. So, Fresher, did you know we're part of a network of podcasts? Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. And we I'm involved are. in this. <laughs> <laughs> we are. It's called the soon-to-be-named network. Ooh, such a witty name. Yeah, and did you know it's filled with some amazing podcasts, such as Longbox Heroes with Leonard and Todd, where they talk about comic books on a weekly basis and have witty repartee and fantastic celebrity interviews with comic book artists such as Mark Wade. Oh my gosh. And also, there's a Marvel Puzzle Quest podcast, Puzzle Warriors 3, with uh, I don't know their names, but it's really <laughs> popular. <laughs> We're part of them, apparently. Awesome. Uh, and Le- not only that, Leonard from the Lawbox Heroes guest hosted on the Puzzle Warriors three this week, and it was a it was a real exciting time. I listened to at least half a of real it. Right bubble Papapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We also have the Prodigal Sons podcast with Ian, Jared, Brian. And Adam, I was going to say Luke, and Luke's definitely not on that podcast. Um, no? no, he's not on that podcast, but those other guys are. And that's a show much like ours, except way more racist. <laughs> and not a YouTube show. <laughs> and not a YouTube show. That is true. Um, but yeah, definitely more blue content. Sometimes they take it a little too far, but they never make it any less entertaining. And the other show that uh, is on the network is, uh, what's it? Oh, yeah, Podvocacy with uh, Jason and David. David, can, David, the, co- the co-host of that show, actually just put on Facebook that he's leaving our Puzzle Quest Alliance because he can't handle the pressure because he's too oh busy gosh. starring in a Denver production of the uh, musical Ragtime. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, and so uh, if I missed any podcasts, I'm sorry, but that's our network. Check it out, soon to be named network.com. Also, you can type in Fresher and Parlance on the Google, and you can find the many Google. places to interact with our comment, to leave Twitter comments, Facebook comments, YouTube comments. You comment to us, we'll comment right back because we pretty much have nothing better to do. So <laughs> please sure to get out there, see our other shows on our network, comment on our stuff, watch our old videos. I can kind of imagine like watching this 10 years later and then being like, they used Facebook back then. How quaint. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, not only that, we talked about like the new Facebook features when then it's going to be like. I know. I'm not going to listen to it again. VR goggles. I'll just be able to like download it for the memories or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, in 10 years, this is going to be gold, my friend. Gold. I know. We're going to be rigging in the dough. And, um,. So anyway, let's let's get on with the uh, with our review roulette. Last week's movie was the 2013. Oh wait, let me explain what the review roulette is first. We randomly select a movie from the movie uh, the Netflix catalog, and then we review it the following week. But it's not so much a review, right, Fresher? No, it's more a play by play of uh, how the whole movie goes. Hashtag spoiler alerts. But we do give it a number rating at the ending. And last week's film, as I stated earlier, was the 2013 comedy horror, not so classic, scary yeah, movie five. Uh, fresher. I had a video of me falling asleep watching this movie. <laughs> right. I know that's that says a lot about this movie. It um, was. A, I, I mean, it, it was basically like a 
the naked gun of i mean i think that's what it's clearly supposed to be just like ultra cheesy and like as many cameos and pulling of other movies as can possibly be and but it was what? like pretty i'm surprised too is rated pg-13 like what is the who watches these so it's interesting because i was thinking back when i was a child it's funny you mentioned naked gun because when i was a kid naked gun and its sequels were some of my favorite movies. Major, yeah, I like, mean, those, they were pretty good, but they were crazy cheesy. But they were way more consistent than this. And also Major League. Do you remember Major League? Like, that was also a screwball comedy. I guess I would define this as a screwball comedy, right? Yeah, but it's different because it's all... It's not even... It's just about the pulling in other movies. It's just... I also likened it to Robot Chicken. A lot of it was Robot Chicken-esque of skits. I, Okay, I've never watched Robot Chicken. What? Yeah, I've never watched Robot Chicken. But I will say this. I made a list of the movies that I was able... Some of, And by the way, I then went and back and back-checked this list. Um, but um, here's the movies that I saw that were referenced in this. Previous movies. Evil Dead. Big part of Evil Dead. So the whole reading of the book. Inception. Right. I mean, they literally had a Leonardo DiCaprio lookalike come into the show. Cabin in the Woods. I mean, they literally say Wait, Cabin in the Woods. Wait, is not in the dead one. He's in Inception. Yeah, Inception. That's did what I said. I did say that. Oh, okay. uh, I guess Paranormal Activity, although I only saw the first one, and I'm assuming that I, it's, it's like home footage stuff, so they try to do that too. Um, there was a weird Fifty Shades of Grey reference before the even movie Fifty Shades of Grey came out. Oh, yeah. Um, of the apes that made no sense why they had that planet of the apes like stuff happening the, yeah like, Dawn I mean, of the, planet. The, the story was just dumb i mean so just a quick cap like recap of the story without going into the cameos or whatever is uh just this cabin in the woods they have find some kids there the kids like uh are basically kids, adopted by, the by their aunt and uncle step or step aunt and uncle or whatever aunt and uncle that aren't really they have to go live in a house that has lots of cameras in it for no apparent reason, which is also just part of the thing. So most of the shots in the show are like the house camera footage with like the little time thing on it. And then so, yeah, the kids are crazy because they're basically possessed. There's some sort of ghost. And then like there's a ballet theme, which is clearly the... Um, it's from Black Swan. Black Swan. That's like long, like just like an ongoing thing about a ballet stuff. And then... Uh, yeah, and then the, the guy works at the lab with the ape thing. Yeah, it's dumb. That's that's pretty much the story. And also, you missed a, a key a component. The they, the kids are Charlie Sheen's kids. Oh, really? Yeah, they're Charlie Sheen's kids who go missing. Oh, I didn't... So that's why they had the beginning part? Yeah, that was the beginning part with Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan. And oh, then, I didn't know that was, that was the kids' parents. And then that was supposed to be Charlie Sheen's kids that Snoop Dogg and that other guy find. And so that was supposed to be Charlie Sheen's brother. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't get, I thought that the first part was just random and didn't have anything to do with anything. No, <laughs> I'm fairly certain it's supposed to be Charlie Sheen's kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And um, it's, it's bad pun after bad pun. It's, but it's Maybe. like worse than bad puns. It's like painful puns. It's really and then, like, here's so many, like brutal baby jokes too, like burning baby head, like hitting like the baby on the 
everywhere, dropping it, just like gross stuff. So my question is, popsicle I... in her butt, dumb. Oh, oh no, was it was it a popsicle or a toothbrush? It was a popsicle. The toothbrush went in the dog's butt. <laughs> <laughs> So the um, the so the cat. First off, that guy. I feel like that guy was an, Simon Rex. I feel like he was like an MTV VJ or like something weird. I think so. I don't know. I mean, they're all like kind of famous people. One of my favorite things is that Snoop Dogg was in it. I like Snoop Dogg. He had a minor part, but it was good. Uh, Simon Rex. Uh, Simon Rex Cutright, better known as Simon Rex or Dirt Nasty. <laughs> I didn't know his, he was also known as Dirt Nasty. Is an American actor, comedian, rapper, record producer, model, and former VJ. So he was an MTV VJ. But do, also, do you think that there's so many cameos? Like Mike Tyson's in it too, and like a couple other like. I mean, there's like so many famous people. But how like do people want to do it, or do they, the budget's that's that big, or what? Well, I don't know because I feel like it's. I mean, I don't know. What do you think the budget was for first? Um, scary movie five. I don't know. I mean, it's like they're popular and stuff. It was in the theater. I mean, they made four other ones, and the budget, by the way, of Scary Movie Five was twenty million dollars. Is that low or high? I think that's pretty low, and it, but it made seventy some million dollars in box office, so it's a hit. Yeah. Um, I I kept asking myself over and over and over again, like. Should I have started with in the scary movies like franchise? Should I have started with number five? Am I missing something by not having watched one through four? And then about halfway through, I said to myself, I definitely didn't miss anything. Yeah, there was definitely no continuation. It's just the idea of like all the stuff. They didn't have any jokes about scary movie in it. You mean it was the original scary movie was supposed to be a pun on screen? Yeah, yeah. So now, scary movie. There was a whole bunch of references to other horror movies. I think, Mama. Yeah, that's the whole thing of it. But the thing is, is that it's taken on a life of its own because it's not scary, really. And yeah, it's, it's like zero percent. It, I mean, I guess it's kind of about horror stuff, but but it's not a horror movie. And to say it's like a parody of horror movies, like to call it scary movie, is that is 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 doing the. It's an. It's like not correct because it has nothing to do with scary movies, really. Maybe that's the even they better, like it even better like that way. I, I yeah, it's really interesting, and uh, I feel like there had to be movies like this when we were growing up that were this that were kind of in this vein where it was just making fun of other movies. But I'm not think of it, thinking of any right now. It's just like to, so to the extreme of all of it, and like and the, I, it's weird. The theme that reminds me of Robot Chicken is so much of it is like fast forward. I mean, like, it's all, like, in, like, double time, basically, with that camera thing. Like, barely anything takes place in, like, regular time. Like, all oh. the scenes are, like, sped up. Yeah. That's really weird. Well, I mean, I'm looking, dude, I'm looking at, like, forum posts, and people are like, oh, what movies will Scary Movie 5 make fun of? And people are all, like, pumped about it in the forums here. So, yeah. Like, I, people-, people like them. It's weird. I mean, I don't think it, I didn't gain gain anything from. I don't think I particularly enjoyed it. <laughs> I definitely I been did not right not seeing that. So here's basically. the thing. Here's a in in 2001, which is probably more around like our when you know 
there was a movie called Not Another Teen Movie. Which oh, was yeah, a send- I remember that. That was a send-up of teen movies. So that, like, this, this kind of happened. Um, I guess Spaceballs was technically a spoof of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, for sure. Air- but those are, airplane. like, I, it's got to be, like, the medley spoof, not just the single spoof. It's different. Oh, here, here's a medley spoof. Jane Austen's Mafia. What about Hot Shots? Oh, Hot Shots, dude. You know, it's interesting now that I think about it. Hot Shots starred Charlie Sheen in 1991, and it was very much a send-up of many... Uh, that I bet you that, that was a send-up of Top Gun, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, like, but, I'm, uh, I'm thinking... But I don't know. This uh, this was pretty terrible, right? Do you agree pretty... with me? There's not even any other notable, like, things here. I mean, the vacuum it's... party. I like the vacuum with the dicks drawn on it. That was funny. <laughs> and then, then it had the lesbian sex scene with, like, all of the things, like, the scissors, like, on each other. And I thought the tacos were cool. They just had two tacos. Oh, how about when it was like a picture of a train tunnel and yeah, then the another train tunnel? Yeah, tunnels eating each other. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, I would say the the uh, the inter intercut uh, montage of the lesbian scene was pretty funny. And I thought the other thing that was pretty funny was when um, the the her friend, the black friend, came over. That was the second, like the ballet part friend yeah. came over. And they were looking at footage after they said she said that like oh she's like oh no we had sex last night and and then they were watching it and it was like her like having sex with a lamp and a table like, yeah and, like, like a vacuum cleaner and stuff and, and, like, a, and, a vacuum mic- jokes. and a microwave and then all of a sudden like the uh, face came up on the screen like the scary face and like the the, the chick just took the the computer and just like as it happened it just I know just threw it and then it was like duct taped yeah I thought that I part also was like in the same like video of like her having sex with all of these inanimate objects they also just show the inanimate objects start having sex with each other I so know. the chair was like having sex with the um the microwave or whatever that was a little, little bit funny yeah so <laughs> like, i mean super over the top ridiculous super ridiculous it, it, so there was i actually found did you watch the credit bloopers uh, some of them not all of them so, oh and at the very 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 end of the um of the of the the uh, credits, they had another Charlie Sheen uh, episode, another Charlie Sheen's uh, thing. Oh, really? I like skipped around and I didn't see anything. It was the very last thing after all the credits run, and it was um, they made it so that the whole movie was an inception of Charlie Sheen's brain, and the fake Leonardo DiCaprio comes in. And he's like, he's like, it's great. You changed your mind. Lindsay Lohan's gonna come over and have sex with you, and he's like, awesome. And then all of a sudden, you see this lights come. And Charlie Sheen look up, and the and Lindsay Lohan drives through the glass door and runs over Charlie Sheen and smashes the bed. And Lindsay Lohan steps out of the car and she goes and throws the keys to Leonardo DiCaprio and she says, "You were driving," and that's the end of the movie. Uh, dumb. It was terrible. It was. A ter- I'm ready to review this. I'm ready to review. So this. what are you what are you giving it? I'm giving it a one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. I gave it a four. A four? Four. Wow. It was, I would definitely not watch it again, but I did like it better than White Reindeer. And I also liked it uh, A Month by the Lake. I also gave that a four, just reviewing. I wouldn't watch it again, and I wouldn't suggest to watch it, but 
just because of all the cameos. Just, Snoop Dogg made it for me too. Snoop Dogg, man. Yeah, it's terrible. The movie's terrible. I can't get. I can't justify a rating better than one and a half. That's yeah. It's understandable. I thought about like going. I saved my super low for, you know. I still think this was better than the sleepover or whatever. Yeah, but what, did I, but what did I? What did I give sleepover? Do you have that rating? Okay, let me find. Uh, sleep. Because if I gave that a two, then I gotta give this one a higher. Or what, what was it called? Like um. Slumber party. Slumber party. Slumber party. You gave it a one, oh, and yeah, I gave see. it a two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is marginally better than that. Pretty bad. Yeah. Once we cut these up, you guys can go and uh, listen to a review of Slumber Party, which was also a horrible movie. If you go look it up, that movie was way worse than Scary Movie Five. But I give Scary Movie Five a one and a half only because it had a twenty million dollar budget and it was still terrible. Yeah. I know. A uh, slumber party probably had a budget of a thousand five hundred dollars. Now I kind of want to rewatch it though. <laughs> anyway, we got to pick right. another. Movie. Yeah, let's pick a movie. Let's pick another movie. What do you want so to do? What should be our uh, way of doing it? I for, you you've been doing good. You've been picking it out. You've been picking them out. All right, seasons, movies, and then like uh, comedies. So what did you hit? You hit all titles? Yeah, I put all titles and then selected movies and then pressed comedies. And that's a thousand options. So you're doing 1,114? 13, yeah. Okay. For me. But I'm going to press it. Oh! I haven't seen this and it's a major movie. Did you get one? Nope. Doing it now. Okay, I got it. What'd you get? I got an accidental spy. It's like a Jackie Chan movie. A salesman learns he has the uh, he may be the long lost son of a wealthy businessman, but his father turns out to be a secret agent seeking an elusive drug. Ooh, two thousand one, three point six, eighty seven minutes. I don't think I've ever seen that. Well, I got the two twenty thirteen film, Welcome to the Jungle. When office colleagues are sent to a team building exercise in the wilderness. Their corporate adventure goes awry as they find themselves stranded, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. They, they both sound good. I don't know. Uh, I think I'm, I'm voting for the... What was yours called? The Accidental Spy? Yeah. I may have seen that movie, but I don't... What year is it? 2001. I probably didn't see it. That's, er, that's like still late career Jackie Chan, but not old Jackie Chan. I'm voting for The Accidental Spy. Yeah, me too. I don't think that's all right. Accidental spy, Jackie Chan movie. I'm pretty pumped pretty about that. Yeah, me too. That's, that's. I mean, this is a a rare occasion that I'm excited for the movie that we have. Yeah. Now, this Welcome to the Jungle does look pretty good, but it's no. It Jackie does. Chan. I thought yeah. it sounds better than you know. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, I think that does it for this week. Unless you have anything you would like to add, Fresher. Oh uh, no, I think that's that about does it. Okay, uh, so this is Parland saying sayonara, muchachos. And uh, check out our YouTube show, Fresher and Parlance. Fresher, saying later, taters. <laughs>